0: Airtel business, the B2B arm of Bharti Air recently announced that it will power over 20 million smart meters for Adani Energy Solutions Limited. India also aims to meet the target of 250 million smart meter installations by 2025. Hi there, welcome to the BL Podcast, this is Nabodita Ganguly. I am joined today by Ganesh Lakshmi Narayanan, CEO, India for Airtel Business. To talk about the company's focus on smart meters, how it will help discoms, and why ICRA thinks that the country won't be able to meet the target of smart meter installations by 2025. Listen in. Hi Ganesh, thanks a lot for joining us. Thanks Napolita, thanks for having me. So Ganesh, to start with smart meters in India, could you tell us a bit about Airtel's recent partnership with Adani Energy Solutions about the same?
1: Yes, I think with Adani, what you have seen us announce is an exclusive partnership for Airtel to be the partner of choice for connectivity for Adani. Adani is what we call an AMISP in the smart metering ecosystem. They are the ones who are picking up these contracts from various best comps, and they are putting together an ecosystem of devices, service partners, connectivity partners to deliver this to the best comps. And what Adani and Airtel has entered into is an exclusive partnership for connectivity, which can power all their smart meters, which they will be rolling out in the next two to three years across various different states.
0: Uh, what are the states?
1: Um, it depends on what they are going to win. Um, right now, we have started with Maharashtra. We will start with Bihar and some northeastern states, and then various contracts as they get awarded. They will we will be the communication provider for that.
0: Got it. On that note, could you also talk a bit about the importance of India's smart metering program, its significance yeah. as a whole?
1: Yeah. So I think that is the most exciting part. If you look at the BESCOM industries in India as a whole, there are some specific things they are trying to improve on. One is to reduce the losses, bestcoms are making in this country. I think you should, uh, you know, you should do your own research. But one of the biggest CEO, the biggest power company, told me recently that all BESCOMs put together in India lose up to about sixty thousand crores, right? So that is one big data point, which is an external data point.
0: Sixty thousand
1: crores was a sixty thousand crores were over a year, right? That's a total loss um, by these BISCOMs. Okay. So okay. what the bestcoms are trying to do is to how do we make sure that they They try to bring the most efficient power possible to their end consumers. And one of the things in the direction is to get the smart meters. And if you look at smart meters, there are various different phases of this evolution you will see. One is to basically replace the current meters with smart meters so that the reading becomes automated. So the meter itself is giving the reading, right? And that reduces the ability of errors, reading mistakes, um, ability to do this real time, as opposed to what we are doing today. Ability to prepay for meter usage than postpay for meter usage. Mm-hmm. Ability to load a particular amount of subsidy for certain set of customers. Right. So basically, think of this as you are prepaying for a SIM card and you get to use it in amount of data. Very similarly, you get prepaid whether the customer himself is prepaying or the government is prepaying. They would be able to use it. Um, very efficient distribution of subsidy in a way. I think those are, I would say, the level one benefits. But the level two benefits are a lot more exciting, right? So if you look at this and you look at um, after, let's say, three years, all the homes in this country are connected on smart meters. There is an ability for us to match demand versus supply. I think right now, You know, the the way to generate electricity and store it and then distribute it whenever the people need is a very cumbersome process with a lot of leakages in between. What if we are able to match demand and supply very efficiently so that the power gets generated when it gets used? Or more importantly, we are able to shape the demand. For example, you know, when the industries use the power in the morning, the homes don't use it and the homes are incentivized to use for washing machines, um, heavy-duty stuff in the night. So that shapes the demand of the consumer and industry so that there's an efficient distribution. I think this amount, smart meters will be able to give us data to manage this, right? That's a second level. And then the level three of the smart meter evolution is how do we bring differentiated pricing, differentiated tariffs based on various different households, even to the extent of differentiating at tariff during a particular time of the day or a particular usage compared to others, I think that's the journey we are on so so the whole the whole point is how do we make sure that the energy distribution in this country is very efficient and smart meters an enabler for it and I think that's the that's the biggest incentive for the government putting all these smart meters um, in every stage
0: got it uh... This was supposed to be my last question, but I think it makes more sense to ask now. What do you think will be the future of smart meters? Like, as you said, the government is trying to put it in every state. So will will it be something that will just increase as a whole and every state will have smart meters on its own?
1: So what we see is that in three years, 250 million smart meters have come alive in this country across various different states. I think every home meter will become a smart meter. These smart meters will be provided by various different um, AMISPs, right? There are five, six, seven, ten, more more and more people coming into this bandwagon. And behind the smart meters is a full ecosystem of partners, right? So first one you'll need is a smart meter manufacturer uh, themselves, right? There's a smart meter person there who's actually making these physical devices. Then the physical devices have to connect to a network. That is where somebody like Airtel comes in. Third is, once they connect to the network, they need to be able to store this data efficiently, manage the meters efficiently, so that the data can be absorbed from these meters and processed. right? That is the application layer. And finally, the analytics layer, where after collecting all this data and just sending bills, what more you could do with this, right? That will be the ecosystem, which will come, completely come alive after this 250 million smart meters are alive. And to manage all of it, you need a managed set of services, right? So you need people who can implement the meters, who can repair the meters, and who can actually do all the application maintenance and analytics. I think it's a very exciting opportunity in multiple levels. And what are we doing there, right? Obviously, we are not in the smart meter manufacturing area. We are not going to be in in the space of manufacturing smart meters. But we are enabling these smart meter manufacturers with the right communication technology modules, We are enabling them to test it in our lab so that they can actually make these smart meters using the latest and greatest communication technology. That's the first role we are playing in that system. Mm -hmm. Second is bringing robust connectivity to these smart meters, right? So there are a couple of technologies to connect to these smart meters to network. One is what we are calling it as NB-IoT, which is called near-band IoT. Second is what is called an RF or a mesh, right? These are two different technologies for people to connect to smart meters. We believe NBIoT is a more preferred method. And I'll, I'll tell you the reasons why the technology is superior. What near-band IoT does, it brings the power of 4G, in some cases 2G, and it's extendable up to 5G. The ability to support smart meters with enhanced power. NBIOT is nothing but a more powerful wireless technology. That's all, you know, simpler way. So for example, if a smart meter is behind a wall, or it's in the basement, or inside the house, NB-IoT gives you more power to reach the meters. And it runs on 4G as the backbone, right? So with the coverage we have across the country, we are able to bring NB-IoT to every nook and corner of the country. So that smart meters, whether they implemented in big cities, small towns, villages can connect on this technology. Now there is going to be a very, very small area where you will need this RF technology where NB-IoT may not be able to reach but the stand Airtel has taken is our preferred model of connection is NBiOT. Very, very remote chances where we don't connect. It's called RF. RF is nothing but radio frequency. There again, there is a SIM involved. Think of this as a basically a SIM gateway with a, which connect, creates a smaller network in a very small area.
0: The challenges
1: of RF is that it's, not, um, it's mostly proprietary technology. The spectrum is not licensed spectrum in that, in that area. And so, we want to keep it the minimal usage of this, whereas the NBIOT is runs on our license spectrum. It's more dependable. So, that is why you would see that most of the AMISPs are now using NBIOT as the most preferred technology. So, we've already signed up. You saw IntelliSmart, we've signed up. We've signed up with Adani. Uh, we've got a few more which will come in the way. We really want to make sure that NBIOT becomes the most preferred power of connecting.
0: And so, the, now once the. Yeah. No, no, sorry, continue.
1: Yeah. So the third element you will need, nabodita uh, is the cloud and security component. So this data has to come to a cloud. Right? Here we are giving multiple options of cloud. We we either give an hyperscaler option, or we are also bringing our own sovereign cloud, which will be able to look, load this data, keep this data with us. Right? The other one which we which we really want to bring is the security. See, we at the end of the day, it is a utility. These. These um, smart meters, in a way, are very similar to our cell phones. They are transmitting data. They need to be secure. They need to be made sure that there is no hacking involved. And they run on the robust network as the, all your, our phones run on. So security is another area which we will be providing to these smart meters uh, using the, our, our security models. So that's the infra layer. <clears throat> then software. So we are working very closely with uh, what is called a hidden system and MDM, which is device management software. These are software players who have developed this software. We are testing them on our infrastructure. We are testing them with various different set of meters in our lab. So if for an AMISP, you can bring various different meters to us. We will help you test the connectivity. We will help you connect to these application. So we they can bring the whole option live in our lab and then they can go you know, negotiate with these vendors and bring the ecosystem alive. And finally, there will be a set of people who will do all the analytics. So if you look at this, is a very interesting ecosystem developing there. Behind all of this is the feet on the street, which I talked about. We know who is going to go implement this in, in the street. There also, in few select circles, we are trying to figure out if there's a synergy between the feet on the street we have, who's implementing broadband, who's implementing mobility, fiber, Could we use them to implement smart meters and maintain them as well? That's another venture we have started. So it is a very, very robust ecosystem which will develop along those 250 million smart meters.
0: Uh, Got it. I just have one follow-up question about the same. That is, what are the challenges that you did face while uh, going through your smart meter technology implementation of the same? And also, as you mentioned that uh, you give a rough number about the losses that DISCOMs face. So, smart meter is, is just a way. Uh, how can, I mean, at a time when DISCOMs are facing so many losses, how can smart meters, do you think that will be a way forward for DISCOMs? Will they be able to handle their finances with smart meters?
1: I think the reason that the smart meters, in spite of losses, are giving away these, uh, these smart meter contracts is they see this as a way to reduce those losses. I think, um, you know, smart meters are one way to reduce um, billing errors, um, ability of people to game the bill or game the smart meter. I think that's the reason why this, this these best cons have an interest to implement in smart meter. But I wouldn't say the losses are all attributable to just billing errors, right? The losses come from inefficient distribution, the inability to match supply and demand, the inability to, create, you know, gain differentiated tariffs. So smart meter is a way to get there, right? In a way, you know, it is like the first starting point of the digitization journey, right? It is just not the end of it. The smart meters gives you the ability to access consumer demand, consumer usage on a real-time basis, which would help them to reduce their losses. That's on the smart meter side. Now, um, I think the best you know, this has been a long journey from the best side and they are putting the money because there is a value in this, right? Um, and otherwise, this, there's no ROI for this. But the ROI is clearly there, which is to make these best comps a lot more efficient, both in distribution as well as matching demand versus supply. I think what the summit are going to bring. Now, if you look at the challenges we are going through, first and foremost is to make sure that we are developing this ecosystem. Right? The ecosystem means that we need to influence the smart meter manufacturers to test within with, our NB IOT. Make sure that the meters can give data to our platform, make sure that our platforms can manage this level of, uh, of load, which we will come in place and creating the infrastructure for it. So just to give you an idea, we have about 55% market share in the IoT space. And the number of SIM cards we have is about thirty odd billion, very close to it. Now, when this comes alive, this will actually more than double what we are trying to do, right? So we will at least have... 125 million smart meters on our network in two three years, so it's gonna it's gonna triple three times the the SIM cards the, the IoT SIM cards we will carry the IoT connections we will carry. So that means a lot of infrastructure investment from our side. Right, so we will be investing in, in bringing this NV IoT technology. We will be investing in the infrastructure we will need to support what you could clearly call about 125 million smart meters, along with another 30 million we already run, which is, which is all the other use cases we have on IoT. So there's going to be a significant amount of investment we have to make in that space. Third, and the most important thing is, how do we make sure that we provide the highest level of service levels which these meters are going to need, right? So these need to make sure that they communicate with the network very, very uh, at a very high uptime level, there are specific service level we have signed up with these AMISPs and which they in turn have signed up with the best arms. because there can be a situation where the smart meter is not communicating to the network and they can't send the bill. That would be a big problem. So making sure that we have a very high uptime which we could do is another big challenge. I think the journey has just started in a way, right? We have started implementing this in few states. Um, and I think uh, we will learn a lot.
0: Got it. Yeah, it's just the beginning.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, now, talking about your another partnership, you have also formed a part- partnership with IntelliSmart. Could you explain a bit yeah. about
1: that? So, Smart, in a way, is another MISP, right? So, they are also winning few states, like Adani is winning few states. And with IntelliSmart, we are not only providing the connectivity, we are also providing the cloud infrastructure, right? So, for them to store the data, generate the bills, do analytics, so, our IntelliSmart partnership is on, on both sides of it, but only on connectivity, but also cloud. So, there we have signed up. Right now, the first uh, lot we have signed up is about 20 million smart meters.
0: Got it. Uh, now, just to uh, have a summarized understanding about smart meters. Recently, ICRA said that India's smart million target by 2025 is unlikely to be met. So what are your views on this?
1: See, when you look at the practical difficulties of implementing the smart meters, one, this ecosystem has to come alive. The contracts have to be awarded. The work has to start. The implementation has to work. So this, I think, is just growing pains. And I think most smart meters have an incentive to implement them. Uh, because they have, you know, service levels to be met, timelines to be met, and there are liabilities uh, from the best cons if they don't implement the smart meters uh, on the on the real time basis. Now, when you go and implement them, there are going to be pockets where the network must be patchy. There might be resistance to move to smart meters. Um, there might be problems to handle the scale quickly, which we will have. I sincerely believe there is enough incentive for everybody to implement these smart meters. There's an incentive from BESCOMS to implement the smart meters because that will be the most efficient way to distribute power to the the country. There is an incentive for the AMISPs, which are the Adani's and very smart of the world, to implement these things faster. And there is also an incentive for us as the uh, telecom manufacturer to make the smart meters come alive, right? Because our... Revenue and our um, our realization starts when these start meters start committing, communicating to our network. And I think there is enough incentive for everybody to make this thing go alive soon. There might be a growing pain. I'm not saying there won't be a growing pain, but um, there is a momentum in the market. I think every BestCom is, is jumping into this. Either they've already awarded or in the process of awarding the smart meters, and there are some significant players coming into this market. The fact that an Adani is coming in and an IntelliSmart is coming in. Um, there are other players, which you will see us announce pretty soon. They're all gearing up to invest what is needed in terms of both the meters, the connectivity from our side, the infrastructure that's going to need, the software which needs going to need and the human resources is going to be needed to deploy and maintain these smart meters. So I think this will happen.
0: Got it. Yeah, the way you are saying it seems like there's lots of excitement ahead with so many major players coming in. Correct. Uh, and you can thing, also
1: you, right? you could also research there's enough investment coming into people mm-hmm. who are providing the smart meters, right? So the public information you could search. There are there are smart meter manufacturers, the MISPs, who are also attracting a significant amount of interest yeah. from the investors. So there's yeah. money also coming in.
0: Okay. All right. On that note, thanks a lot for joining us, Ganesh. Thanks,
1: Nabodika.